From Advisory Board, we are bringing you a radio advisory. My name is Rachel Woods. You can call me Ray. There has been a lot of talk and frankly, a lot of noise about potential disruption in healthcare. But today I want to talk about a company that you might not be thinking about as the next great innovator in healthcare. I want to talk about Best Buy. To do that, I've brought industry expert Miriam Snitzer-Taub. Hey, Miriam. Hi, Ray. Welcome back to Radio Advisory. Thanks. It's nice to be back here. Okay, semi-serious question to start with. Do you actually shop at Best Buy? I do. We just bought a microwave from Best Buy like two weeks ago. Really? I See, I'm full online order. I don't want to go into a store, arrive at my doorstep. I'm done. Oh, to be clear, we ordered the microwave and had it shipped to our house, but we ordered it from Best Buy. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Perfect kind of segue to the kind of conversation we want to have today because Best Buy is actually making moves in the healthcare arena. I I sort of can't believe that I just said that sentence, but I think it actually makes sense when we dig into some of their plays over the last couple of years. When did you start noticing, though, that Best Buy was starting to, to pretty seriously get into the healthcare arena? Yeah, so Best Buy made their first, I would say, real move in 2018, actually. They bought a company called Great Call. They've renamed it to Lively now. And Great Call was a connected health company. So it, it basically sort of brought together this idea of tech and health kind of all in one place. And that was sort of Best Buy's first move in in their healthcare ambition. And then they've slowly but surely made a couple of other smaller moves over the years, kind of placing themselves in the health conversation. And Best Buy obviously sells technology directly to consumers, right? They sold you your microwave. But what's different about what Best Buy is doing compared to maybe other healthcare tech firms or other kind of retail companies? Yeah, I think a couple of things. So, I mean, for for one, they they sell to consumers, right? They sell me my microwave. I've bought a bunch of other things from them too. And what they've been selling is health technology to consumers, right? So when they bought Great Call, now Lively, they are selling technology that people can use to keep them healthy in their homes, right? And a lot of it is Hmm. aimed at seniors. So it might be something that can help connect them to a doctor, get them a visit if they need one, connect to their loved ones, let someone know if they're experiencing a medical emergency, kind of all wrapped together in one, you know, phone or one device. And I think that's what you just said is really, really important. It's all wrapped together in one device because they're clearly targeting seniors. And my understanding is instead of selling, you know, this elderly person, you know, the classic life alert bracelet, a tablet to connect with their physician, you know, pick your other suite of technologies, they're trying to sell one thing that serves all of the needs of that senior person. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. So they have a bunch of products, but I mean, they're two of their kind of big ones. One is actually a flip phone. So if you think back to maybe one of your first cell phones might have been a flip phone. Um, <laughs> they now sell a, a new flip phone. 
that, you know, one of the buttons on it kind of immediately connects you to someone if you're experiencing a medical emergency, right? So it's a flip phone, but upgraded to be a little bit friendlier for, you know, health purposes. They also have a smartphone. Their smartphone has buttons that are a little bit bigger, a little bit easier to use, Hmm. making, again, sort of aimed at seniors who, at this point, many of them are very tech savvy, but also find it hard to navigate all the tiny buttons on maybe, you know, a, a more normal smartphone. And that's, again, because their core consumer are those baby boomers who maybe aren't as tech savvy. They are the folks who need something simple, whether it's a flip phone or a smartphone with fewer stuff and bigger buttons. And I'm guessing they're basically targeting the same type of person that would maybe need Best Buy's Geek Squad. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what makes them, again, like a little bit different is they've had these years of experience in providing customer service and helping people use their technology, right? You could come in and you can make an appointment with the Geek Squad if you didn't know how to use your laptop, if you didn't know how to use the thing that you just bought. And they've sort of extended that idea to health, right? And so this idea that you can call someone if you have a question and the Geek Squad for Health, in this case, will help you out. That's how they've sort of wrapped around their kind of traditional best buy consumer retailer into this health world. So their consumer is a senior, most likely, or, uh, you know, someone who's elderly, but the customer, the person who's actually purchasing the tech might actually be that person's adult child, hmm. right? It's not necessarily the same person who's using it. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So right now there's this whole idea of the sandwich generation, right? There are people who are caring for children at the same time they're caring for elderly parents or, or other elderly relatives. And those people might not live in the same place as them. And so there is this immense pressure that a lot of people feel to make sure that their parents or relatives can age in place safely and without loneliness, without isolation. And so this technology kind of gives them a little bit of peace of mind because not only is it a phone, but it's got the ability for their parent to call and, you know, find someone who can help them get groceries. It allows Hmm. them to be notified if their parent pushes that, you know, emergency alert button, I need immediate medical help. So it kind of gives them a little bit of peace of mind and helps them feel more comfortable with their aging parent living at alone. Because it sounds like the goal is a little bit more holistic than we would think about traditional healthcare. It's holistic in the sense of we're going to try to link all of these different pieces of tech and instead make it this simple kind of singular piece of technology. But it's also holistic because you can connect to a doctor or you can connect to somebody who can, I don't know, help you find groceries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, find groceries, get directions places. I think really, again, trying to make it simple. And it's all aimed, again, at people in their home, right? This isn't for people who are going someplace else. This is mm. for people who are living in their home and, you know, need a little bit more help and, and may not want to go, you know, pull up their computer to figure out directions or find out what time the supermarket closes. As a member of the sandwich generation, I find this extremely, extremely appealing. But as somebody who studies business research, I'm curious, is the business model to just keep going directly to customers to keep, you know, not just selling TVs and microwaves to individual people, but selling, you know, this healthcare technology directly to the adult children of some of these elderly folks? I'm not sure. Uh, And I think it's been interesting to watch Best Buy's moves. You know, again, this is where they started was buying these companies that were kind of about 
consumer technology. But I think what they've done more recently is is probably a good indication of where they're going, hmm. which is starting to kind of create this home-based care ecosystem and connecting both patients with providers. And this was most recent where they announced an acquisition of a company called Current Health, which is a care management platform that actually sells to healthcare organizations, not to consumers. Hmm. So this is a B2B move. This is a, we want to partner with the classic parts Mm -hmm. of the healthcare ecosystem by providing this connective tissue that they know works well for, let's be honest, the most expensive (laughs) group of, of patients that providers tend to serve. Yeah, absolutely. Current Health is an interesting one, right? They are a kind of a smallish company that has seen a lot of growth. Um, and they have some big name customers. They have Mayo and Mount Sinai, Geisinger, the National Health System in the UK. And all of them are part of this care management platform, right? That pulls together remote patient monitoring, pulls together technology and helps health systems sort of see all of that data. And that's a really interesting move if you think about kind of the data that they that Best Buy is collecting with Lively, right? Now they're able to sync up what's hap- what patients are collecting and get it to their healthcare providers, which is one of the big challenges with remote patient monitoring and home-based care. I wonder if you think that that is the end game because we are at the same time talking about a retailer. So part of me is thinking back to the times when advisory board was first starting to look at some of the other big retailers that were making moves in healthcare. And their goal, kind of similar to what you're saying with with Best Buy, was never just purely based on selling products directly to patients or, or or members. But at the time, we talked about this idea of the cross-sell, you know, get people into CVS, get them to get their prescriptions, do their wellness visit, and also buy, you know, shampoo and toilet paper. For Best Buy, do you think that's part of the strategy? Come get your kind of life alert-like flip phone, but also walk away with a TV? Uh, maybe. I mean, I'm sure they'd love to get more traffic in their retail stores as well as more traffic on their websites. And, and of course, they sell a whole range of consumer health products, everything from these phones to thermometers to, you know, exercise equipment, right? I mean, they, they have a, a whole world of things that they sell. But I think what, what they're starting to do is a lot more partnerships, right? That mm-hmm. are going to get their products, get their services connected to maybe more traditional healthcare organizations. And I should say that even where we started, if I think back to 2013, 2014, on what we thought that the classic retailers, the CVSs and the Walgreens were going to do, that wasn't where they ended up going when we think about now. And obviously, CVS acquired Aetna and wasn't just interested in in selling shampoo. So maybe my guess, like yours, is that the long-term ambition for Best Buy is to be much more business to business focused than just trying to sell to people like you and me. Yeah, I would say that. And you already saw signs of it. They have a partnership with Kaiser. They provide their monitoring for Kaiser's Medicare population. I mean, I, I imagine they'll they'll look for more of those types of partnerships in the future because that's I would imagine where more of the opportunities are, more than just you know again selling to to anyone who goes to their website or comes into the store. We'll be right back with more radio advisory after this short break. At the end of every episode, Ray says we are here to help, and we are. My name is Dia Partlow, and I want to tell you about Ask Advisory. 
It's a new service that connects you to an advisory board expert like me who can answer your questions. To reach our team, just visit ask.advisory.com and submit a request. It can be about a challenge you're facing, our most recent research, upcoming events, or anything else. It's free and easy. When you've got a tough question, don't go it alone. Visit ask.advisory.com today. So far, we've been talking about Best Buy in a really positive light. We've been talking about the gaps that exist in the traditional healthcare system and how this organization is attempting to fill those gaps. But be honest with me, do we really think that that's possible? I mean, when I think of innovation, when I think of disruption, Best Buy is not exactly the organization that I think of. Well, they they are a survivor, right? If you think back, it used to be Best Buy and Circuit City and Radio Shack, and and only Mm -hmm. one of those is still around, and that's Best Buy. So (laughs) they've already proved their ability to kind of pivot into a world where I think a lot of other retailers were trying to do the same thing that they did. They, They figured out a way to survive. And I think that they are entering healthcare in a, a little bit of a different way than a lot mm. of the other retailers. They're, they're not trying to be a physical provider of healthcare. They have yet to announce that they want you to come to Best Buy for healthcare services, making them a little bit different than, you know, some of the other retailers out there. So, you know, they, they, they have a history of being different that could serve them well. Hmm. And this is actually really important. We've been talking about what Best Buy is doing, but you're right. I think we should focus on what they are not doing. And if I think about a hallmark of innovators in general, it's organizations that can focus in on a niche set of services or a niche product or a niche customer and say, we're going to do that thing really well. And that's where I think Best Buy is actually doing that and saying it's just going to be these seniors who need help with technology and we're just focusing on home-based care, nothing actually in our storefront. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they have, they have said, I think, in, in kind of public statements and in, in certainly the moves that they're making that they're focused on home-based care, care at home, like that is their ambition in healthcare. And by the way, that is very different than virtually every other retailer that we talk about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even... Folks like Amazon, who you might think of as being much more of a virtual care provider, is interested in providing care in person, right? I mean, I think that Best Buy has has made themselves different. And while they're certainly focused in the senior world, you know, they're they're I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're gonna think about where does home-based care, you know, what's the place for non-seniors, what is the tech that they might need, you know, what's the remote patient monitoring that they could provide to, you know, maybe a, a chronically ill patient that isn't a senior. So I think they've made a made spaces for themselves to exist outside of just the senior population. You mentioned one big retailer that I think gets a lot of noise in the market, which is, of course, Amazon. There's this like collective shudder in the healthcare industry whenever the word Amazon is mentioned, but they're not the only one. Again, I, I kind of want to compare what you think Best Buy is doing to some of these other big names. What's your take on on maybe what Best Buy is doing versus the Walmarts and the CVSs of the world? One is certainly what we already talked about, right? Is they're not trying to provide healthcare in in stores. I think the other thing that's sort of interesting is a lot of what Walmart and, and even Amazon have done, you know, they've started in for their own employees, right? Like a lot of this mm-hmm. has started as a game of like, how do I as an employer reduce healthcare costs for my employees? 
And Best Buy doesn't seem to have done that. Certainly, they're a large employer. And so I'm, I'm sure they have those types of programs in place. But their ambitions and their sort of moves in home-based care are, are less focused on their own employee population. And less focused on kind of hallmarks of being a retailer in general. In fact, maybe one of the takeaways I'm getting from from talking to you is maybe we shouldn't be comparing Best Buy to other retailers because their goals are different. And instead, we should just be comparing Best Buy to other companies, incumbents or otherwise, who are trying to do home-based care. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I think that's where that's uh, that's where they're trying to to be is home-based care. I think they, like a lot of people, see the home as the next site of care that care is going to move to, um, and they want to be a part of that. So when it comes to home-based care, what type of company do you actually think is best positioned to succeed? I mean, again, think about innovation. Is Best Buy going to be the savior here? I don't know that I call them this the savior, but, but I think that they're making a lot of right moves and interesting moves, right? I mean, I think one of the, the home-based care has a lot of promise. It has a lot of challenges too. And strictly from the technology side, you know, you can put all the tech you want into a patient's home, but if the patient doesn't know how to use it, and then if they don't use it properly, and then if no one actually looks at the data, then what's the point of doing that? And that's really important because in the pandemic, I've seen, I mean, I've heard from countless organizations saying we're giving out iPads because we want to make sure that we're letting seniors shelter in place. But, you know, an iPad might be still kind of hard for somebody to use. And an iPad also isn't going to help you get groceries. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You can give someone a blood pressure monitor, but if you don't teach them how to use it, if they don't know when they need to change the batteries, if, you know, if they don't know what to do when it breaks, then it doesn't matter. And then you can't truly know how they're doing in the home. And so I think the idea of providing that tech support is really important. And then the idea of how you connect these devices is also critically important, right? Again, you can have that blood pressure monitor on a patient. They can be faithfully monitoring their blood pressure at home. But if it's not making it into the EHR so that their doctor can see it, then, Mm -hmm. I mean, great for them, but not really great for their overall care. Or to your point, if it's not connecting to the caregiver, which in this case might be the adult child, to say, oh my gosh, my my parents' blood pressure went up or they they fell today, mm-hmm. right? That's that's only going to be so helpful. We should note that Best Buy is doing all of this work, you know, within one sliver of home-based care. You know, to my knowledge, they haven't as much moved into things like, you know, doing infusions in the home and other sure. types of, of care at home, which is, of course, a whole other conversation that we could have. But they are really focused on this idea of monitoring, of making sure that patients who are in the home are connected, whether just being able to contact a provider or having their you know, vitals or other things monitored. We started off this conversation talking about the kind of origination story of Best Buy and what they were doing circa 2018. Now I want to talk about the future. What are you going to be watching for? And maybe what should our listeners be watching for that would be a signal on whether Best Buy is a true sleeping giant or maybe just a blip on the radar on this path towards so-called disruption? Yeah, I'm going to be watching for what partnerships they continue to form. Are they able to connect with other health systems? Are they able to connect with 
payers? Are they able to kind of make inroads into Medicare Advantage or other Medicare Hmm. populations? Because I think that's where we could see large scale change. If the, if they continue in really selling this technology on kind of a one-off basis to either patients or their children who, who want to buy them, great for those people, but then that probably is much less of kind of large scale change for healthcare than if they can, you know, get themselves ingrained within the Medicare population. Well, Miriam, before I let you go, I I do want to ask when it comes to Best Buy and maybe when it comes to the movement towards home-based care and retailers trying to disrupt the incumbent healthcare industry, What's the one takeaway that you have for our listeners? I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to give you two. Uh, I'm (laughs) going to start with, I think we talked a lot about Best Buy today, and I think there's a lot of interesting things they're doing, but we should remember that the history of healthcare and tech is paved with a lot of big companies who came in with big ambitions and then had some missteps. So I think we just need to continue to watch them to see what they do, to see how they respond to the challenges that are almost certainly going to come up as they continue to move to really figure out if they're going to have staying power in healthcare. So that's one. My second is, I think that everyone needs to recognize that care is moving to the home. People Mm -hmm. are interested in receiving healthcare in their homes. Things the pandemic has taught us is we can do a lot more in our homes than we ever thought, and that includes getting healthcare. And I would say any healthcare organization that is trying to ignore care shifting to the home is really missing out both on opportunities, but also is likely going to get blindsided by that care moving, whether or not they want it. Well, Miriam, thanks for coming back on Radio Advisory. Thanks, Ray. What I hope this story makes clear is that innovation continues forward in healthcare. Look, I know that so many of you are tired and that the pandemic continues to drag on. But also remember that many of you promised us change in healthcare. And I think the Best Buy story is a good example of if you don't change, somebody else will. But remember, as always, we're here to help. I'm totally going to get this for my, like, parents and uncle for Christmas, 100%. 100%. Yeah, I think it's great, you know. I don't know if they'd be mad. <laughs> <laughs>